man, what a, what a great time. You know, uh, just Annette and I, hearing her talk and, and things up here, there's just some things, some urgency that we have in our hearts, and really just about being ready. Just being ready for what God has for you. Yes. You know, a lot of times we can, it can be easy to be a, you know, I'm a Christian, but what are you expecting in your life? What are you expecting? What are you, what are you believing God for? Are you, are you, where do you, where do you, where do you desire to be five years from now? You know, like I say, if you just go through the motions and just, and just going through life, a lot of times you, life will just pass you by. And the next thing you look back, is like, what did I accomplish? What did I do? No, God has some amazing things that he wants to do through our lives. But you know what? You have to be ready. And part of being ready is being, being expectant. Being expectant. I'm expectant. How about you? I'm expectant. Amen. I, I'm expecting amazing things this next year. I, I believe that, that these are days of glory, days of abounding, days of flourishing. And, and so as a church, we're hooking in with Jerry'sville Ministries. We're, we're the same ministry. We're just, the church is just a branch of it. And, and I mean, we, we reach people all over the world. And, and it's amazing that right here, out of this church, out of this ministry, we, we can do amazing things. I'm expecting amen, to do greater things this year. How about you? Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Expecting. You know, think about expectation. Why do we not expect things? You know, growing up, you know, there's, you know, we had a, we had a, um, there's two catalogs we would have as little kids, the Montgomery Ward and the J.C. Penney's, you know, the catalog, and it would come out like probably seven months before, I don't know when it was, but, but my sister and I would fight over who got to circle everything first. You know, I want that, and I want that, and I want that, and I want that, and and come Christmas morning, you know, you know, something my, my sister and I did when we were real little, not when we were older, but when we were real little, we always would would sleep in the same bed when we were real little, and and we we would we would talk, and we'd have a flashlight, and like, what are you getting for Christmas? What are you getting for Christmas? And we're talking about the things that we're expecting, you know, because there there's there's an expectation on the inside of you. Around this this time of year, and I know not everyone may have had positive, you know, uh, childhoods or positive growing up as it pertains to Christmas. But there are other things where where there's there's an expectancy, like you, you can't wait for that. Maybe like you know you can't wait for vacation. There, there's an expectancy, you know, because when you have an expectancy, there there I want to, I want us to talk about another word just for a moment. Is is there's a hope. There, there's, there's a hope, and, and, and to me, Christmas, the, the, the festival of Christ, the, the, this, this aspect of celebrating Christ, it produces a hope on the inside of me. Now, let's look at Luke chapter 2. I'm going to go ahead and read this for the, for the sake of time. Luke chapter 2, verse 10, it says, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold... I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Now, I bring you good tidings, good news. I bring you good news. Say good news. news. Hallelujah. Of great joy, which shall be for all people. 
Here, the, the angel's announcing to the shepherds here, look, I have good news to tell you, and it's going to bring about a great joy. And you know what? It's going to be for all people, meaning it's not just for you I'm talking to. But this is for all people. So out of them immediately when they hear this, what, was hap- what happened? It birthed an expectation. You see, anytime you get into the word, it brings about an expectation. Anytime God speaks something directly to you, it brings about an expectation. So, so I, I want to build an expectation in your heart this morning. Hey, good news. Oh, great joy, which will be for all people. Hallelujah. Brenda, good news for great joy for you. Amen. Good news. Great joy for Stephen Baldwin. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Good news and great joy for Lovey. Lovey. Hallelujah. You see, it, it, there's an expectancy. And so, so what was happening? God was giving birth to something in the earth, but it first came with an expectation being released. So as we talk about Christmas, it's, it's, I want to birth within you just this hope this morning. This, this hope. A hope on the inside of you. Good news. Good tidings of great joy which shall be for all people. You see, I'm captivated by the fulfillment of God's word. I'm captivated by the fact that, that what God spoke years ago came into the earth and became a reality for you and for me. I'm captivated by the fulfillment of God's word. I'm ca- captivated by all the, the 600 plus prophecies or the, uh, that in the Old Testament that have been fulfilled in the New Testament. I'm ca- captivated by that, 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 that I know because God did that and, and, it, and it came to pass. What can he do in my life? Good tidings of great joy for all people. I, I understand that, that, that being captivated and having an expectancy. You know, I don't know about you, but there came a time in my life where he had to rewrite my story. I'm grateful for the Christmas story because it allowed him to rewrite my story. It allowed him to change directions in my story. Having an, an expectancy. Having an, an expectancy. You see, because without Christmas, without, without Christ, we're left without hope. Yeah. Let's look at Ephesians 2. Verse 12. That at that time, you were without Christ. You were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. You were strangers from the covenant of promise. Having no hope. And without God in the world. You see, if I'm without Christ, I'm without hope. If I'm without Christ, I'm without God. You see, you see, because of my life intersecting with Christ, I now have hope. And I don't know where you might be in your story right now, but I know this. If it needs to be rewritten, it can be rewritten. If it needs to be changed, it can be changed. Why? Because I have a hope in Christ. Christ has produced an expectancy down on the inside of me for a greater future. Hallelujah. I have hope, Cassie, because 
I have Christ. I have hope, Joseph, because I have Christ. Say that with me. I have hope because I have Christ. You know, as I was praying uh, this week and, um, and just praying about some things and praying over the service, I, I had this thought came up in my heart. And, and you know, and it, I felt like this is really God speaking to me. He says, you know, just as you're without hope because you're without Christ, he said, I was without hope without Christ. I was like, what? You see, because, because Christ was God's expectancy for our life and our situation to change. From the very beginning in the garden, God said, I'm sending one that's going to bruise your head and you're going to bruise his heel. So immediately after man fell, God immediately put into motion his expectancy. He put to, into, into motion what we know as the Christmas story. So our life could be rewritten. You know, I said, Lord, give me, some, some, give me a scripture having to do with this. And, and, and he took me and he, and he started talking to me about three parables. And I don't know if I'll, I'll read out of these parables or I'll just explain it. But, but it's found in Luke chapter 15. And in, this, in these three parables, we see, we see really a shepherd. We see a woman. And we see a father. You know, in the aspect of these, these parables, you know, we could say we see the love of a shepherd. We can, we can, we can say we see a love of, of really an owner. And we see the love of a father. You know, in the first parable, we see when it talks about how there was a certain man. And how he said, it said there that, that he left the 99 sheep. To go after the one. He left the 99 to go after the one. See, see, this is the love of the shepherd. This is the sacrifice of the shepherd. And, and it even lets us know something that, that he went after this one because it's more important to go after the one than to go after the 99 that, that, that are righteous. I even kind of saw this in the aspect that, that, you know, we as humanity, we are all unrighteous. Without, without God, we are unrighteous. So, so I kind of got an idea that this, this could even be a picture really of the Father sending Jesus to, to leave where he was to go somewhere. You know, I, and then, then, the, then we see, actually, let's go to the third, the third parable. We see the Father, the, the prodigal son. He had two sons. You know the story. He divided up his inheritance. And, and, he, and, and the one he gave the son and he went off and he devoured it. And, and you know, he came back. And the guy came back because he, his servants were, uh, his father's servants were better than he was. And so he comes back and where's the father? Runs to him and meets him with open arms. See, we see the love of the shepherd and we see the love of the father. And then the second parable, as I was looking at this, it talks about this woman that had these coins. And she lost one of her coins, which was equivalent to a day's wages. And so she lost this coin. And what does she do? It says she lights a candle. And she sweeps the house and searches diligently until she finds it. 
I see a love of the shepherd. I see the love of the father, but also see the love of the owner. She owned these coins. And this, this, this aspect that, that she lit a candle. You see, she had, to, she had to illuminate darkness in order to find what she was looking for. You see, I see different aspects of Christ in these stories. I, in the first parable, I see, I see the, the love of the shepherd, how he, he, he left and he went to go find. You know, in Luke 19, it says Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. I see the love of the father where, where the love of the father is doing what? He's looking and he's waiting longingly for his son. I see the father doing the same thing for us. The father's looking for every single one of us. You know, I know when the Jesus is talking about certain men, but understand this. And in Luke 12, it also talks about the fact that if you being evil, Know how to give good gifts, meaning you being natural man, a carnal man. Know how to give good, good gifts unto your children. How much more? How much more with the heavenly father? So Jesus, yeah, is talking about a certain man, a certain woman, and a certain father. But yeah, how much more? How much more? If you being natural, carnal, know how to give good gifts, how much more would the heavenly, how much more would a father leave? How much more would, it, would, would God, our shepherd, leave the 99 and go for you? How much more would the, would, would the father, if a natural father would look waiting for his, his lost son, how much more does our, would our heavenly father look? And how much more would our heavenly father? He owns, he owns everything. The, amen. How much more would he light a candle and search diligently until he finds what's lost? He lit, he lit a candle. You know, this, this candle, this light that was prophesied throughout, from, from the beginning. From the, from the beginning, this light was constantly talked about. Isaiah prophesied about this light. Let's look at that in Isaiah 9. Isaiah 9. Actually, I want to start reading in verse, actually, chapter 8, verse 22. It says, And they shall look unto the earth, and behold trouble and darkness, dimness of anguish, and they shall be driven to darkness. So, I, so Isaiah is prophesying. He's seeing something. He's seeing something from a heavenly perspective. And as he looks down on the earth, he's seeing nothing but darkness and trouble. Verse 1 of chapter 9 says, Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation. Amplified says, But in the midst of the judgment there is the promise and the certainty of the Lord's deliverance. There shall be no gloom for her who was in anguish in the former time. Verse 2 says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of intense darkness and the shadow of death upon them has the light shined. 
King James says, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death upon them has the light shined. I like how it says the light, not a light. The light shined. The light, the what? The light shined. Meaning what they were needing, it shined in their lives. Hallelujah. So in the midst of this darkness, Isaiah is prophesying that light is going to come. That those that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death upon them, upon them has the light shined. Now, it's not just the light being in the land, but the light has shined on them. Hallelujah. Verse three, thou hast multiplied the nations and not increased the joy, the joy before thee according to the joy in harvest. And as men rejoice when they divide spoil. Hallelujah. For thou has, has broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the days of Midian. Meaning I'm looking down to the earth in this darkness and I'm prophesying and this light's coming and it's going to change the darkness. It's going to change what happened because of the darkness. Verse 6, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The light for unto us, a child is born unto us. A son is given. Isaiah prophesied light coming. So Isaiah prophesied it. Let's look at John chapter one. Thank you, father. John chapter one. So Isaiah prophesied about it. John wrote about it. Verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. So John wrote about this light. Then John the Baptist Talked about this light. Verse 6 says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light. That all men, meaning that all men through him might believe. He was not the light. So John the Baptist wasn't the light, but was sent to bear. He, went, he, he came to point to the light. So Isaiah prophesied about the light. John's writing to us about the light. John the Baptist is declaring and pointing to the light. The lamb, remember, and the lamb, John said, points to him, says, the lamb, hallelujah, that takes away the sin of the world. John was pointing toward the light. Verse 9, that was the true light, the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Hallelujah. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, talking about Jesus, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of, the, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of the man, but the will of God. And the word was made flesh. So now we see this light was made flesh. Who's he talking about? Jesus. Isaiah prophesied about it. John wrote about it. John the Baptist pointed towards it. Hallelujah. Let's go to John 8. Jesus declared it. Jesus declared it. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Jesus declared it. Hallelujah. 
Then spoke Jesus, verse 12, then spoke Jesus again unto them saying, I am, I am, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Hallelujah. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Let's go to John chapter 12. Isaiah prophesied about it. John wrote about it. John the Baptist pointed towards it. And Jesus declared it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Verse 35. Then Jesus said unto him, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walks in darkness knows not where he goes. Have you been walking in darkness or have you been walking in light? Verse 36, while you have the light, believe in the light that you may be the children of light. Let's go to verse 44. Jesus cried and said, he that believeth on me. Hallelujah. He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth me, sees him that sent me. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe, I judge him not, for I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. His light came to save the world. You see, light, light brings about hope. Light brings about hope. Jesus was and is and will always be the light to the world. You, you know, there's something about hope. You know, I remember one time it was me and several of my friends. We were, and I was real young and, and we, we, we started walking and it was, it was towards the later in the afternoon and, and the, but the time had already changed. So it was getting darker earlier. And I remember me and several of my friends, we, I lived in the woods, so to speak. And, and so, so we would walk off in ravines and we would build trails and, and do different things, ride our bikes and so forth. And we would, we would go on these long hikes and it was like four of just walking and, and doing different things. And, and, and one time we got busy doing something else and we stayed out too late. And I remember having to come back through the woods in the dark. And there was, there was something about this the, a fear. There was this fear that just came over me. As I'm trying to make it home. There's this fear that had consumed me. And you know what? And I didn't want my friends to know about it. But we were probably all feeling the same thing. You know, you had to be, you know, I can do this. But really, there's a part of me. What if we're going the wrong direction? What if we, what if we don't get there? What if this doesn't happen? What, what's going on? What if, what if, I mean, you know, I had seen some movies in the woods about the woods. And, you know, and, you know, my mind's thinking about these things and what happens in the woods. And, and, you know, I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm just walking. And, 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 and so I had this fear come over me. And so where, where I lived, there was, there was, there's hills, but it, like it was wooded. It was wooded, so, so you could hardly see anything. And so, so we're walking, and, you know, we're just, just making our way through the woods, through the woods. And all of a sudden, you know what? My fear changed when I could see a light. My fear changed when, when all of a sudden, through the woods, I could, I could see just a little light. 
You know, when I'm going down hills and when I would go down the ravines and then come back up, you know, going down, I, I couldn't I couldn't see the light coming back up. The, I couldn't see the light. But when I got to the hill, I could see the light. And all of a sudden, OK, all right, we're going the right direction. We're going in the right direction. It's something about when you have an understanding of light, it it changes everything. It changes everything. And so when you think about Jesus, don't think about Jesus as someone as just a relig- religious figure. You, between now, now and, and next year, if, if you're not have an intimate relationship with Jesus, I want to encourage you to get one. Because I'm telling you, because that's in my life, that's where hope. You know, I was at a point in my life when I didn't have hope. I, I'm reminded of another story just now. I, I think of this. Um, it was a young girl um, that was in Haiti. And there was a minister preaching uh, about this girl in Haiti, and, and her name was Mamet. And, and she, w- she, was a, she was a homeless young girl, and she was an orphan, but she lived on the streets. And every day she would come to this, this, this home, and, and every day she would get fed, and, and, w- and they would pr- th- periodically they would give out clothes and different things. And, and every day this girl, young girl, Mamet, would come. And, and the speaker that was coming there every day and ministering in this orphanage, every day she's going there, she would see this young girl, Mamet, and she would say, who is that? And they told her her name, and every day she'd see this girl, and she's just singing, and she's just laughing, and she's just excited, and she just has a dance in her step. And, and, and in her mind, she found out that both of her parents had died. She was raising herself. She's a young girl. She lives on the street. She doesn't live in the orphanage, and, but every day she comes, and every day she was the most joyful person, but she's going home to no one, has nothing. And so at the end of her trip, this minister sat down and talked, wanted to do an interview with her and asked her, why do you come here every day and why is it you're so joyful? Why do you do Because Because I don't know if I could have the kind of joy that you have. I don't know if I could kind of have the hope that you have. And, 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 and so, so the, the minister stopped and, and rated for a response and, and, and the girl in the smile and said, that's easy. She goes... She goes, I don't come for the food and I don't, I don't come for the, you know, the, the clothes. All those things are great, but I come because Jesus is there. Because there's something different about this place. And I know when I go to that place, I receive hope because I know Jesus is there. You know, and I think, I think about my own story and I, you know, if you heard me, you've heard me tell some of this, my story about when I was healed and, but you know, that story really begins six months before that. My mom started praying for me and she was, she was praying that I would have an encounter with God and that I would experience God and, 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 you know, she'd been begging and pleading God to save me. And finally the Lord told her, stop praying and asking me to save your son. She goes, I don't want you to pray for him again. She goes, I just want you to, every time you think about him, I want you to start thanking me for the change that you see in his life. That the change that you see in his life. I I found out all this later, and it was over a six-month period of time. You know, I'm working at a liquor store, and, and, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, I come home from the liquor store for lunch, and I decide I'm flipping channels, and I, st- and I stop, and I'm watching TBN. I'm like, I didn't know it was TBN, but I'm hearing this guy with red hair preach. Found out, they don't know who he was. I found out later it was Casey Treat. 
And, and I'm listening to him preach, and he was an ex-heroin addict. And, 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 so, and so, so I come home another day, and Casey treats on, and I'm listening. And then I come home, and, and all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, there was a, there was a, there was a VHS tape in, in the VHS, and I just hit start, didn't know what was in. It happened to be Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames. And so I'm, I'm listening to these things that even it would be the point where all of a sudden I would, I, you know, you heard me tell this, I would, I would be partying with my friends and I would be drunk and I'd call my parents, told my brother-in-law, I love you. I love you, man. And so all of a sudden I start acting different. All of a sudden there's things, there's things around my life changing. And then, then after about five months of just weird things happening, and next thing I said, you know what? Well, I'm going to leave the liquor store at 6 o'clock is when I got off. I'd drive an hour and a half to where my sister lived. I'd spend the night, and I'll go to church with you on Sundays. And all of a sudden, I started doing that for about, for, did that for about four weeks. And I still, I have a lot, you've heard me talking about how I was sick and things like that. But I started going to church. You know, I'd go to church during the day, and, but I'd get drunk at night. I would, but listen, but there was something happening. Because I was going to the service, and I was like, wait a minute, I feel something I haven't felt before. Now, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand. I don't understand tongues. I don't understand all these things are going on, but, but when I go there, I feel different. And I heard that story, Mamet, and it reminded me, because Jesus is there. The word, Jesus is being preached. And all those little things happening came up to the fact of, of when I had that visitation and the Lord healed my body when I cried out to him. Yes. But it was all because I was looking in the, started looking in the right places. And as I started looking right in the right places, all of a sudden I had hope. I had hope. When I accepted him, he rewrote my story. He's not a light that was and he's not just a light that will be. Revelations tells us that he is the light yeah. in heaven. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter one, and this is you know we, we see several places though we see it in Micah chapter uh, five, I believe it is. There's several prophecies and and things, but but this whole aspect of of the angel showing up and talking to Joseph. See, God always wants to show up and he wants to speak life and speak hope into you. And so he goes to Joseph and says, these things that you see, these, these are of me. And he, and he goes on and without going there and reading it, he just says, he goes and, and you know, and, and his name will be Emmanuel. His name will be Emmanuel. His name will be Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? Is God is with us. Light, it's not light that will be. It's not a light that was, but it's a light that is. Emmanuel. God with us. I don't know where you might be in your story. But no, God's with you in your story. And just as he was prophesied about being the light. He's the light today. Just as 
John wrote about the light. He's the light today. Just as John the Baptist pointed towards the light, he's the light today. And just as Jesus declared about himself, I am the light of the world. Allow him to breathe into your story this morning. We're going to do a candle lighting in a moment. And and I'll I'll give some more direction in, in a moment. But just understanding about don't let go of your hope. You know, whether it's healing in your body, whether it's a change in your job, whether it's restoration in your family, whether it's hope in your calling, whatever it is, Jesus wants to speak into your story this morning personally. He's the light. Look to the light. Look to Jesus. Hebrews says, you know, I don't, he says, I don't, Hebrews chapter 2 says, we haven't seen everything subject to man yet. Meaning, I know, I know you placed authority, given man all authority. And in the natural, we're not seeing man in authority over everything. But then the writer says this, but we're able to see Jesus. Amen. Meaning, in spite of wherever I might be in my life, no matter how hurt I might feel, or no matter how someone offended me. Don't leave. That's another thing Annette and I have been talking about is don't let, you have to let go of offense. You have to let, don't, don't leave this place offended in any way and holding unforgiveness. And it may be over someone that doesn't, isn't even living anymore. Because he wants to rewrite your story. He wants to direct your story. He wants to direct your path. He wants to perfect that which concerns you. You see, something about that light that I looked for, that we looked for in the distance was it directed my path. Because I knew it was, it was, I could look to the light. You think about, think about sailors and, and people that would, they would how they would, they would sail by what? The stars. What? They would know they were going the right direction by looking at what light. The right light. So where's your story at this morning? It will go in the direction of whatever light you're looking at. Whatever you're giving your life to. Whatever you're giving attention to. Hallelujah. Psalms 18. Psalms 18. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Verse 27. I'm going to read in the Amplified. It says, For you deliver an afflicted and a humble people, but will bring down those with haughty looks. For you cause my lamp to be lightened and to shine. The Lord my God illuminized my darkness. Hallelujah. King James says, For thou will save the afflicted people, but will bring down high looks. For you will light my candle. The Lord my God (coughs) will enlighten my darkness. For by you, by light, I can run through a troop. And by my God, I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tested and tried. He is a shield to all those who take refuge and put their trust, or you could say hope, in him. For who is God except the Lord? Or who is the rock save our God? The Lord who girds me with strength and makes my way perfect. Hallelujah. Make note of this scripture this morning. 
I want you to, I want you to, if, you have, if I give, could give you a homework or something, read this scripture, these verses, every day for the next week. Because think about this, verse 29, for, for, verse 28, for you cause my lamp to be lightened and to shine. The Lord my God illuminized my darkness. Verse 32, then read 32, the God who girds me with strength and makes my way perfect. Oh, Father, we thank you for light this morning. We thank you for your light that's in this place. We thank you that you are Emmanuel. You are God with us. Oh, I'm grateful to know you in the Old Testament as a God that was for them, a God that came on them. But I thank you that you're not only a God that's for us, but you are a God that is with us. And I thank you for illuminating darkness this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For you cause, hallelujah, my lamp to be lightened and to shine. The Lord my God illuminates my darkness. Thank you, Father. Darkness can mean so many different things. Ultimately, darkness, I believe, that I see is, is really, a, I guess the greatest words when I associate with darkness is really a hopelessness. A hopelessness. And like I said, it, it, it can be a result of so many different things. It could be, like I said, a physical thing in your body. Could be a, a darkness has come because of offense. It could be, it could be because of your financial situation. It could be because someone let you down. It could be you lost a loved one. It could be you don't know what you're here for. You don't know what what, you, what you're called to do. You don't know why you were created. It could be hopelessness can come from so many different things. And, and I wish I could tell you that, that if you just do X, Y, and Z and you do these three steps and everything will be perfect. But the bottom line and really that what it, everything boils down to is kind of what Annette said in the offering. You know, it's seeking first the kingdom of God. You know, whether it's tithing, all these other things, it's just seeking first the kingdom of God. It's, it's really just seeking first Jesus. He is the light. Those that believe in the light says we'll be children of light. Just set your affection on him. This is in this moment. You know, I know Christmas and there's a lot of great time with family and, and a lot of great things with friends. And, but let's this, this next 15 minutes or so, let's, let's make this something that we could consider holy. Just something that we just totally set our affection on him. Don't don't set your attention on on the issues in your body, anything else. Just set your affection on Jesus. Set your affection on Christ and him crucified. Hallelujah. He is so amazing. He is so faithful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that you illuminate. Allow him to breathe hope in your life this morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, just the fact that Jesus was our light, you're someone else's light. That's right. Annette heard this morning that 
Jesus was a miracle, you're someone else's miracle. Amen. Thank you for light, Father. Thank you for hope. Thank you that it's changing us. Thank you that it set us free. Hallelujah. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for hope. Thank you, Father, for hope. Thank you for the plans that you have for us. Thank you, Father, that you're rewriting our stories, that you are manifesting and moving in our lives. Thank you that you're moving in our children's lives. Thank you that we release our faith for our children. We release our faith for our community. We release our faith for our nation, Father, that light is invading our nation, that light is invading the world. I thank you that light is is shining, light is going forth, that hope is spreading. Hope is spreading. And Father, that we'll be those vessels of hope. We'll be those vessels of light, Father. That as we leave this place today, Father, I thank you that we're carriers of hope. We're carriers of light. We're carriers of abundant life. We thank you for it, Father. Hallelujah. We thank you for it, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you for resurrection life. I thank you for healing bodies right now. Thank you, Father, that bodies are being healed right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that blood is being purified. Thank you, Lord, that diabetes is being healed. Thank you, Father, that, that hallelujah, muscles are being relaxed in Jesus' name. Thank you, hallelujah, that infection, hallelujah, is being gone in Jesus' name. Eyesight is coming back. Hallelujah. Thank you that ears can hear the way they need to hear. Eyes can see the way they need to see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for hope. Thank you for hope. Hallelujah. And you said, hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So we refuse to let go of our hope. Hallelujah. We refuse to let go of our hope. We thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we rejoice in your light. We rejoice in that hope. We rejoice in your goodness. And we rejoice that you're working in our lives. In Jesus' name, give him a shout of praise this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. That you perfect that which concerns us. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Ephesians 1, verse 12, the Amplified, it says, So that we who first hoped in Christ, who first put our confidence in Him, have been destined and appointed to live for the praise of His glory. So those that first hoped in Christ, that we should live for the praise of His glory. Is He your hope? When you leave here, Make a decision that you're going to live for the praise of His glory. That you live for Him. Amen. Amen. No longer to and for ourselves, but for Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
So Nat and I, we speak life over you, life over your families. We're excited about where we are as a church. We're excited about what God is going to do in 2018. Hallelujah. We encourage you to be here next week. Let's finish the year strong. Amen. Finish strong as a church family together and and go out of 2017 into 2018. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you have anything, babe, before we leave? Hallelujah. We love you. Appreciate you. Hallelujah. Have an amazing time with your families. God bless and Merry Christmas.